1: I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Martha
0: McCallum. I'm Brett Baer. And this
1: is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, January 15th, 2024. I'm Eben Brown. It's caucus day in Iowa. The very first votes of the presidential election will be cast by Iowans braving disasterly cold weather to the grin Or chagrin of Republican candidates. And that's really the test of Iowa. And that's why we talk about Iowa,
2: not necessarily in terms of who won and who lost, but who has tickets out of here, who can use Iowa as a springboard uh, to find success, whether it's in South Carolina,
1: New Hampshire, Nevada. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
1: It's bitterly cold in Iowa today. The windchill now registers dozens of degrees below zero. And yet politically minded Iowa Republicans will do their most to leave their heated homes and head to school gymnasiums or rec centers to take part in the Iowa caucus. It's the first contest for presidential candidates. It's not a primary. It requires people to show up and be counted for their candidate. Many Iowans see it not just as a right, but as a duty. Iowa caucuses, as we know them now in this sort of modern era, go back to the early 1970s. And it's a it's a wonderful tradition. Fox's Jared Halpern is one of our Washington correspondents. He's also host of the Fox News Rundown from Washington podcast and radio program. He joins us now from Des Moines. It's a tradition that seems to be um, running out, right? The, the
2: Democrats, for instance, are not really doing anything uh, with the Iowa caucus as they are committed uh, to making that first Saturday in February in South Carolina their first contest. Now, Republicans are sort of keeping the old calendar in place, at least for now. Iowa, New Hampshire next week. uh, Then they move to South Carolina um, in the uh, in the February. But, you know, I think that's a a question, right, that this has been sort of part of the uh, American political DNA for a long time here in Iowa. But, um, you know, Republicans and Democrats alike have been raising some questions about it utility. Um, it is increasingly a, a less politically diverse state, used to kind of be in that purplish category, a state that uh, President Obama won twice, and then a state that uh, President Trump won twice, kind of with increasing uh, margins. And it is a state that now is kind of firmly in that uh, Republican camp. Obviously, you look at some of the geographical and the uh, demographic diversity, not, not a lot of that. And so you have Democrats that are moving away to kind of find maybe a state, a a population that that better represents its base. Now, for Republicans, Iowa has always been a test of kind of uh, the conservative brand, right? You link about past winners here who, by the way, on the Republican side, don't always go on to win the nomination. Um, We have not had a a nominee, Rick Santorum, who did really well uh, in Iowa. We did not have a a nominee, Mike Huckabee, who did really well. Um, Remember, in 2016, Uh, Donald Trump came in second in Iowa. Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucuses. So, you know, for all of the attention that Iowa gets and the amount of money, which, by the way, was record setting this uh, uh, this campaign here in Iowa, um, it's not always predictive. Now, what it is, is a really good test of electability and of a campaign's ability to organize. There are ninety nine counties in Iowa. It takes not just money, but a tremendous ground game to reach all of those counties, to get people to caucus, to educate people about what a caucus is. And and that's really the test of Iowa. And that's why we Talk about Iowa, not necessarily in terms of who won and who lost, but who has tickets out of here, who can use Iowa as a springboard uh, to find success, whether it's in South Carolina, New Hampshire, Nevada, some of the the Super Tuesday states. And I think that's one of the storylines we'll be following uh, after uh, tonight's results is kind of who was able, maybe not to win, but able to separate themselves, maybe show that they are stronger than than polling or conventional wisdom thought that they were, or maybe that they're not as strong as polling or conventional wisdom thought that they were.
1: You don't have to be the winner of the Iowa caucus to to win in the Iowa caucus. There there are prizes right. for second That's and right. third place. Yeah. And I think a lot of people sometimes they may get lost in, in the rhetoric and if they're too much I, I might throw myself in this category, if they're too much in social media or into social media and they watch the back and forth between the paid influencer classes but you know that, that work for each candidate. They might not understand that it's it's OK to be second or third place in Iowa. That may just be enough to keep you going. And there's something to be said about the expectation game. too. Yeah. Think about think
2: about the Trump campaign, right? The Trump campaign poll after. And we're not going to talk too much about polls, but right. sort of generally speaking, has been way ahead of everybody else. But what have you heard from the campaign? Let's pretend like we're a percentage or two down, right? Let's let's yeah. run this caucus like we're losing. Why is that? Because while it's fine to win, if you don't win by the margin that you were expected to, if you have a first place finish and it's close, you kind of stumble into it that's going to be a headline and that's not a headline that campaigns want and so a lot of iowa too is trying to manage expectations especially if your expectations are sky high right. now you have to try and reach that and you have to try and reach that and you and i were joking about the temperature here but it's a real factor right yeah. uh, at, at, this evening at caucus time around the state we are going to have not just below zero temperatures but wind chills that are dangerous 20 yeah. 30 35 below zero <laughs> I don't know how many people who maybe aren't 100 percent committed to a candidate are going to want to leave the fire. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really want to leave my hotel tonight. Um, (laughs) I'm going to. But that's because I'm required to. (laughs) (laughs) um, You've invested in mittens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, and and that's fine. uh, So, I mean, I think that 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 there is a question, right, about. What's the turnout going to look like? Um, and if it is a lower turnout, maybe because of the weather and it's not just the cold, but, you know, over the weekend here, there was a major snowstorm, a blizzard that came through. So some of the rural areas are still kind of digging out. You have roads that, that you know, may not be as safe to travel as they ordinarily are. I don't know who that benefits and who that doesn't, but it speaks again to why Iowa is so important from a ground game and organization perspective, right? Yeah. Have you made plans to make sure that your supporters can get to where they need to be? Have you double-checked and triple-checked and quadruple-checked to make sure that they're still able to get where they need to be?
1: We are speaking with Fox News' Jared Halpern, who is in Des Moines for the Iowa caucus. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. Right. And there's, and caucusing is, it's such a weird animal because. You, you have is. to you have to actually show up and be counted. There's no early caucusing, there's no absentee no. caucusing, which no. you know, certainly no. early voting, absentee voting has been all the the rage of the, the past can't few do that years. For caucus, you yeah. can't do that for the caucus. You well, have to show up at what is it like it's it's seven o'clock. It's seven, seven o'clock, o'clock, but it's at, in a your, school um, gym or a or a wherever wherever your library your or in, wherever. Yeah, exactly. The Elks Club it's not, lodge it's or whatever. It's not yet. necessarily a fast
2: process no. because uh you have caucus captains, every yeah. campaign has caucus captains at these 1600 uh, caucus sites around the state, and and they all give speeches about why you should be supporting their candidate. Now, I will say, I think the process generally goes a little quicker for the Republicans because, while it is a caucus, Republicans still do a secret ballot. I okay. will tell you what, I mean, you should go to a Democratic <laughs> caucus for president because that's not secret ballot. You physically like walk over to a corner of the room where each yeah. candidate is, dead. and so your friends and neighbors they're they're giving you the hard sell. There's some it public arm twisting, yeah. and it's you know it it can get rowdy, and it's it, listen, it, it's fun. I, I think it's like the the high watermark of, of democracy. It's not always clean and it's not always maybe the easiest way of <laughs> of casting votes but um you're right but again it shows that it's not a primary election right new hampshire next week you know new hampshire in in january the weather may may not be great but yeah. it's a primary you can vote any time between seven and seven you find that window where maybe the, the snow isn't as bad you go cast your ballot you're back home in 10 minutes not at a caucus
1: This is sort of their chance to politically shine. Iowa itself, not exactly a big electoral college prize, uh, I think, in the in the in the general election. So uh, and so this this type of contest and its position so early in the calendar, it gets them a lot of real face time with a potential president of the United States. You know, later on down the line, uh, uh, even a Super Tuesday state, you may not ever see these candidates in the flesh. These folks. Not only do they see them, they shake hands, they might have a meal with them uh, that's not a $10,000 rubber chicken type of meal. You know, this is this is kind of a big deal to these people.
2: Yeah. New Hampshire is the exact same way, too. Right. It's you got to be at the diner um, and you can't do that in in a lot of states. Right. I mean, one of the challenges of Iowa, like I said, is ninety nine counties. That is a bigger state, I think, than people give it credit for. Um, You have. Um, you know the the border with South Dakota, which is going to be different than downstate, where you have a border with Illinois, right. not far from Chicago, which is different than you know the border that they share with uh, Nebraska, right? And and right. so you have a lot of different areas you have to get to. Voters here, caucus goers here, and in New Hampshire, kind of expect to meet you many many times. Um, it's almost comical, like to see diners not even react when, like you know, Nikki Haley or or Ron DeSantis or whoever. Ever, because they, they've seen everybody so <laughs> many, they're like, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, I've heard the Enough pitch, uh, you, yeah. <laughs> good to go. Uh, but I mean, that's how it is, right? And you're right. On Super Tuesday, you've got not only like more than a dozen states, but you've got California uh, and yeah. Super Tuesday, Texas. Texas, on, right? You're not going to be able to go to California and Texas and shake every voter's hand, and right. so that's why states like Iowa and New Hampshire are so important for setting up the rest of the primary because yeah. this is when you have to kind of. Tell donors, tell supporters, you can invest in me. Look at what I was able to do, you know, on the retail politics where you can't do the retail politics now. You can kind of do it in South Carolina. But, man, you start getting a Super Tuesday. Not only are you talking about massive states, but you're talking about massively expensive media markets. And survivability becomes a much different ballgame than it does. And that's the other thing. You know, yeah. you talk to Iowans, you talk to New Hampshireites about you know, why should you guys be first? And, and listen, I've talked to them about that. And they'll say, um, because this is like, culturally what we do, right? We take this responsibility uh, very seriously. Um, we vote on everything here, especially in New Hampshire. They vote on everything in New Hampshire. Their legislature is like 300 people. It's like <laughs> everybody's represented at it very micro level. Um, and they'll talk about that importance, right? That That they understand Uh, that they are in a unique position where anybody can run. You don't have to come into Iowa or New Hampshire with a billion dollar war chest. You can be a guy off the street and try and, you know, show up and give your speech and make a name for yourself and see if you catch fire. And there have been stories of that happening in Iowa. And we'll see if uh, it happens again uh, this time around.
1: Fox News is Jared Halpern in Des Moines, also our host of the fox news rundown from washington podcast braving the cold for the rest of us uh, so the rest of us don't have to do it i hope you brought your best scarf and your best uh, mittens and your best boots and uh, that uh, you don't lose any fingers tonight uh, at the iowa caucus always good advice thank you evan